This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling with the Week, a show that's about more than what happens in the ring. We talk about news, pop culture, video games, and then as soon as you feel safe, we throw you down a flight of stairs. That's just how it works here. I'm your host, James Willems, joined, as always, by the man who will probably get me killed by Sting, Scorpio Sky. James, you are safe with me, and I have to say, what a week! Sky, how are you doing? How are you? How's everything going? I appreciate you keeping me safe, but we're only together for maybe 90 minutes of that week. And, you know, there's there. I can't sleep at night. I basically can't sleep at night anymore. Oh, I'm sleeping like a baby. Like I sleep so, so, so good, especially after uh, Dynamite last night. I feel really good. Uh, I know we're going to get into that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but we got a great show lined up. Uh, yep. Jade Cargill is on the bill for an interview, but um, yeah, I mean, did you see what I did last night? Yes, of course I saw what you did last night. It's why I woke up in a cold sweat. That's, that's why. I, I feel like if you're going to sneak attack someone from behind and then mm-hmm. end up getting thrown down a flight of stairs, like you probably didn't plan your attack that well. You know, that's like true. everyone's just like, God, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I'm like, what about us? Like, I had $1,600. Uh, like red bottoms on and uh-huh. those got damaged you know and oh. so i might i need to send him a bill i've got a yep. little bit of an ear uh like my ear is hurting and and i have to wear headphones so it's like now that like you know darby is, yeah. is affecting my second job as a very successful podcaster nobody's tweeting and saying i hope his ear is okay and he's and these mm-hmm. headphones aren't going to bother him like it's it's really like one-sided and not fair in my opinion I agree. I, I mean, one of the most shocking things I saw was was that Sting didn't show up. And uh, I started to wonder why, maybe where he was. And then we were actually talking before the show, and I realized since you threw him down the flight of stairs and he didn't make it to the bottom, right? Darby didn't hit the bottom. Sting's ankle's probably still bothering him. You know, you know how you ever twist your ankle and you have to go up or down stairs? It's near impossible. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, what's he? He's on an island out there. What's he supposed to do? And he's a coward because oh if he God. doesn't have his bat, you know, like he's a coward. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. who's like, riddle me this, riddle me that? Who's afraid of the big black bat? I said it. I will tell you. Uh, everyone is. Yeah, I've been getting very positive feedback. Last week it was cupcakes. This week, uh, the hotel on my way in here to do this, they they gave me some Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> because they were so pleased with what I did last week. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, do you call them Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. Reese's. I call them Reese's, I believe. Yeah. Uh, some people call them Reese's, and it throws me off. A lot. What, is, what does Sting call them? <laughs> I don't know. He's got, actually, that reminds me of like a funny story. This is, not, this is off format. I had a buddy, uh, and his name, his, he was a worker, and his, mm-hmm. name was, uh, his name was David, but we all call him Flex. He worked under the name Coach Flex. He was telling us this story, and uh, he was like, he, was, he kept talking about the, the Grand Prix, but he kept mm-hmm. calling it the Grand Prix. And he was like, yeah, no, 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 I was at the Grand Prix. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then finally, one of my buddies, another buddy, is, he was on Tough Enough. His name was Eric Watts. He's just like, damn it, Flexo. It's the Grand Prix, not the Grand Prix, you mm-hmm. idiot. And he goes, he's like, oh, same thing. And he's like, no, it's not the same thing. It's two completely different things. 
And Flexo there, came back with what I thought was one of the best comebacks ever. He said, do I eat a Twix or do I eat a Tweet? And wow. I lost my shit. Wow. I nearly fell out of my chair. There's a story for you. There's, if there's one thing people truly hate, it's mispronouncing stuff like that. I, I always say debris. Like, if there's a bunch of stuff everywhere, I say, oh, there's a bunch of debris everywhere. I know how it's pronounced. It's pronounced debris. I'm aware of that. But no matter when I do it, I will always get people reaching out to me and saying, why the hell did you say it like that? What is wrong with you? Why did you do that? And I'm like, I'd said it because I knew you'd message me and get, get a rise out of you. But um, yeah, I, I love that ribbing. kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm just screwing around. People. I don't care. I'd get well, down, you know, I'll build I heat. You know something about I that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with drawing a little bit of heat. Uh, you know, uh, all the best to Darby, the TNT champion, Darby Allen. You know, I feel like he's on the road to a comeback, and you just have to take it step by step. Oh One step God. at a time, oh you will God. make your way back up. And, uh, yeah, that's an L for him. Yeah, Wait, we can maybe I, I just, is D, you obviously slept like a baby last night. Does Ethan also sleep like a baby as well? Like, how are you guys are becoming pretty good buddies, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you have two, two guys with common goals, and mm -hmm. both are incredibly fashionable lads and we're very attractive, good looking, well spoken, mm -hmm. yep. extremely talented, humble. Uh, what else can we say? I mean, like, we're really, really good at what we do. Mm -hmm. We have never lost a tag match in AEW. Yep. And we, we are, the plan isn't even to go after the tag team championship. Like, mm -hmm. I've been there, done that. Like, I hit it first. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, that's not even the plan. We're just we're just doing what we do, and we're just winning matches. Yeah, beating up cowards. We're standing up to cowards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're standing. You're standing up to. I mean, listen, Sky. I love you, but you just basically described what what it says next to bully in the dictionary. No, we're like the Justice League. <laughs> okay, we're, okay. We're like we're like you know what we are. We are Batman. Because mm -hmm. the Batman, every you know, they all think he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. Police think he's a bad guy, and the reality is he's a good guy, and that's what we are. We're good guys. You just want to show off the talent that you know you both have, and that hasn't been allowed to be showcased at AEW thus far. And I think that's completely justified. I think that's completely justified. Um, and it was not justified to ruin my my sixteen hundred dollar red bottom. Oh it no, me money. No, no. I mean, when you have when you have someone when you have a champion or whatever coming in and hit, hitting someone from the back, it's just it's not the same. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter about showcasing talent. And speaking of talent, we have an amazing talent on the show this week. Jade Cargill. We uh, we spoke with her about all kinds of things, how she got into wrestling, her amazing physique and just how she maintains such intensity and how honestly she burst into the scene with Probably a bigger splash than almost any other wrestler I can think of in recent history. And uh, we also played a little game with her, so we hope you enjoy it. Check out this run-in from Jade Cargill. Our guest this week has, in my opinion, made one of the biggest splashes in the industry since her debut. She is a legend in the making, Jade Cargill. Super happy to have you on Wrestling With The Week. Hi, guys. How's everybody doing today? Doing very good. Uh, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. When we started talking about having guests, you're one of the first names that came to my mind. We, I knew we had to get you on here because, as James said, like you're one of the hottest uh, uh, like mm -hmm. performers in the business 
today uh, everyone is talking about Jade Cargill and and so it's a it's a big get to have you on our show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. After that performance last night, Scorpio, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're probably up for the races. <laughs> I've been saying I've we been are. saying this for weeks now. He's putting me in danger. Doing this show with him is like putting me at risk for physical harm. So I appreciate you taking taking the chance of being on this show. But I think we're I think we're safe. I think we're far enough from danger with this. But you're fine. How, did you guys see his Instagram post? Did you see what did, you said something about Sting on your Instagram post? I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going for blood. You know how I do. You know, you know, you've seen me backstage many times. I walk around like nothing bothers me. You know, I'm, I'm always. I understand. No problems. No worries. No worries. Well, enough. We talk. We talk plenty about Sky in this show, Jade. I want to talk about you. Um, can you yep. can you tell us a little bit about your backstory? Kind of like your upbringing, and and you know, just kind of the things that shaped the person you are today. Of course, um, I'm from Vero Beach, Florida. It's a small retirement community, um, very quiet on the beach. Everybody, uh, they're all raised up together. They marry one another and the cycle repeats. I just told myself uh, I wanted something different. I wanted to get out. Um, it's a very close community. It's a baseball community as well. So a lot of people from the North come to Vero Beach to get away from the cold or when the Dodgers used to spring train in Vero, um, they used to come and watch a lot of baseball. Now it's like a, a ghost town. <laughs> but um, I came from a very hard working upbringing, a very strict mother, a very, um, very uh, confident grandmother who pushed me to do the best in everything. Um, if you know anything, I have athletic background. I played college basketball right across the bridge at Jacksonville University. Um, I went overseas for a year. It's not what it seems. There's no, when I was playing at least overseas, there's no money in it. Um, And I felt like I was just putting so much out and not receiving so much in. Um, And I'm a child psychologist and I'm a mother. That's kind of my background right now. I'm just a hardworking woman. Mm -hmm. That's actually super cool. I didn't even know you went to Jacksonville. So it's, it's kind of, you know, full circle that you ended up, you know, being a performer in Jacksonville, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, one of the things I'm always like super interested, as soon as I found out that you were a baller, that was when I was like, oh, okay, let's talk about this, you know, when we first met. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about a little bit more about your experiences in the game of basketball and uh, and what got you into that and, and just uh, talk about that for a little bit? Um, I started playing basketball pretty late. I would think so around maybe seventh grade. Um, I was just taller than everybody else, uh, which all the guys used to pick on me because I was taller. I was more muscular than a lot of guys. So um, I just kind of took that and I ran with it. I worked super hard. I had some amazing mentors growing up who really pushed and saw so much more in me as well as my grandmother. Um, I went to Jackson University at first. I was a combo guard. And then my last coach, uh, we switched out and she wanted me to run the fourth position, which um, I'm more of a guard, I'm more of a shooter, um, but I have a quick first step. So Scorpio, you better, uh, Scorpio, you better be careful about that. Um, oh no, you're, you're on my team, eight. you're on my team. Oh, oh okay, I was gonna <laughs> you're say, on I my team. nobody you're at AEW can <laughs> to watch, like do what I do, but uh, that's another conversation to be had. Um, <laughs> 
So I really enjoyed it. It was my first love. Uh, I just took it for granted. I took it for granted. I was just talented. Um, hard work beats talent. I will say that. And um, I was just talented. And I was like AI. I was like practice. What are we talking about practice? I'm I'm a, a player. I'm more of a player. Um, I hate practice. And my coaches mm -hmm. used to hate it. Used to get on me all the time and uh, try to get to me by not starting me or something like that. And I was like, whatever, you guys need me. Unless you want to lose by like 20 or 30 points today, you're going to put me in the game. I was very cocky and um, I took it for granted. So this is like my second shot at something athletic and I'm enjoying the ride um, and I'm not going to take this for granted. Well, that's that's a that's a great segue because I wanted to ask you like what about professional wrestling kind of drew you in? Were you were you a fan growing up, or is it something that you saw as like a, a, a another avenue for your athletic expertise? Like what what about it kind of pulled you in? So I watched wrestling growing up. Believe it or not, I know I probably come off as a, a girly girl or something like that, but I was one of the guys. One of the guys used to have. Uh, used to fight all the time because none of the guys wanted to wrestle me um, because I was a girl and they're like, oh, girls don't wrestle. And it's a bunch of, you know, roughneck guys. And I was like, whatever, like, let's do this. And I would have to, like, no joke, I would have to punch these guys in the face or do something for them to even want to get rough with me or something like that. Because I was like, I'm just as tough as you guys. If anything, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, like, whatever so i watched it growing up and watching china really put a lot of confidence in myself because she walked when she walked on stage she had a presence about herself that was so assured and um again i was bigger than all the guys and muscular and she was very muscular and very fit and she looked damn good like she looked good and it was it was undeniable her talent was undeniable her look was undeniable and that's kind of what draw me in i came in maybe around the attitude era. So I came from more of a football um, background. My mother and father loved football. And I was the one, mm -hmm. my brother and I, Sean, loved some wrestling growing up. Um, got away from it. And then um, the opportunity came up with Mark Henry. Um, he set me up with a tryout. Um, went well. I was asked to come, turn it down. And um, here I am at AEW. And I'm enjoying it. I mean, I think as far as wrestling, I'm 28 years old. And it shows me that there's so much more things that I don't I don't know. And there's, there's nothing but there's nothing but room to get better and to, you know, get better and, and be the best at this. Because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to elevate the women's division. But I'm here to be the best. I'm here to be the best. I, I wouldn't even step foot into this if I didn't think I was going to be good or benefit to this company or in wrestling in general. It's just, I'm learning on TV as I go. So mm -hmm. I know that wrestling fans have an instant gratification. And a lot of people have been working in the indies and a lot of people have been going to wrestling schools and, and centers that have developed them before they were on TV. And I'm probably one of the, Anthony Agogo and I are probably the first people who are developing as we go on TV. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. The sky's the limit. I just started and I, hell, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna be damn good at this. So 
Let's just see how this. Let's talk about Wait. this in a year and see how this goes. Boy, confidence is shining through. I love it. You're you're all, you're already pretty damn good. So like uh, seeing you in a year uh, is going to be something really really exciting. Uh, you know, Thank so you. transitioning, you you talked about you're here to work. You're working hard, uh, and you actually alluded to the fact that it, when you played basketball, it was more about your talent, and you you didn't quite work as hard as you feel like you should have. And now you're in the wrestling business where no matter what stage you're at, you have to work hard, no matter how talented yes. you are. And sometimes it doesn't even matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how talented you are. Uh, you still don't get a break. You're in a good position. You're working hard. Let's talk about the training and the transitioning into being a professional wrestler. What was that like? So when I came into wrestling, I was, uh, as people sit at home and watch wrestling, probably think that they can do it as well. Like, oh, this is whatever like i can go in there and do this and that and the third and i thought the same thing i thought i'm gonna go in here i'm super athletic i'm gonna kill it and i remember after my tryout maybe a month later it was my first uh practice well actually at the tryout was my first time ever hitting the ropes ever i had bruises all on my arms all on my legs i'm thinking i'm about to jump on a trampoline uh no it's wood and um i get so offended when people say oh it's it's fake i'm like no it it's not fake it's fixed maybe you can use that word that's better but everything we do hurts and you just develop tough skin and calluses on, on your back and arms and everything to adjust to it but um it was a different transition and uh in between moments as far as wrestling which i'm learning right now it's okay for things to be calm and still and to not have to continuously do things in between. And in wrestling, as you know, Sky, the next thing you're worried about the next thing, like, okay, I'm gonna set this pick and I'm gonna roll to the basket. Like you're thinking about the next thing. And in wrestling, you have to be more so in the moment. And the moves are just one of many things. And I, under, I didn't understand the psychology behind it. I didn't understand any of that. So I'm slowly but steadily understanding, understanding the, the psychology behind wrestling. And um, when the audience starts to come back, I can't wait because um, I'm going to feed off of that. And I'm so excited for it. I've never, I think the house show was all I did. So that's going to be exciting. But the transition to wrestling was it's been a journey. It's been a journey, but uh, I enjoy it. And it's talent is only 1% of everything. So <laughs> it's more than that. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, what do you think was the hardest thing as far as making that transition in training? Like, what was that one thing that bothered you that you just couldn't get or that that you just really struggled with? The dead zone. I don't I, I don't know if you you probably call it something totally different. But after I hit a move to have that awkward moment, to look out and to to grab somebody really slowly and to transition into something slowly or just to walk over to somebody at a, a different pace and not go over so quick um because i'm a I, I do everything at a fast pace and i have to understand to slow down and if you even notice my first matches they're pretty quick like they're they're pretty quick where i can probably take another five seconds of a breather to do something that is probably the hardest thing for me and getting outside of myself because I'm really a calm, chill person. And Jay Cargill, even though it's the same name, it's, it's like a whole nother level 
So my friends and family that see me in this character, they're like, who is this person? I've never seen this person. Oh my gosh, you're more of like a chill person. And to me, that's probably the hardest transition I've have, had to go through with wrestling is getting out of myself and the, the in-between spot that means so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing that's like super interesting when I'm listening to you talk uh, about the, uh, you know, the transition that you've made uh, into the world of professional wrestling is you are learning how to be a television wrestler. Whereas like myself, yes. I just learned how to, I learned how to bump. I learned how to feed. It, it wasn't, there was no course of like, you got to make sure you find that camera. You got to make sure you pay attention to the audience and take that time and blah, blah, blah. So it's actually, it, it is, it's an accelerated type of uh, training that you are doing. Cause you're not just learning how to be a wrestler. You're learning how to be a performer, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, talk about that for a second. And just like, because what people don't understand, we are athletes. You know, but we're also actors and, and, and we, we have to, you know, there's pain involved, but then you have to have a memory and you have to have a clear mind and you got to pay attention to these cameras. And, you know, you've got a running clock in your mind. If I've got six minutes left or, you know, and 30 seconds till break and yada, yada, yada. So like, talk about that because that's something that a lot of people don't understand that at the highest level, that's what really separates the good from the great. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. Uh, coming down to TV and working with Dustin Rhodes has helped me tremendously. Like people probably think I pose too much and do all this too much, but uh, one, I I'm getting your attention. Two, uh, Mr. Perfect and all of them used to do it in the 90s and 80s, so uh, whatever. And I love it. I love it. I know where the money cam is. I don't uh, necessarily understand the floor cameras yet, but I'm getting there as far as the podium cameras. I'm getting there. The the camera that's probably what, like 11? How many cameras are there? Good Lord. Yeah, something like 11, 12. Some, you know, there's so 11, many. 12. And so I'm getting used to it. Um, I am making friends with the production crew, um, just telling them, you know, what's what looks good, what doesn't look good. Um, also, uh, QT tells me all the time, like, you have to look at the money cam. That is, if you notice, I at any other camera besides the money cam because I know one is always going to be there it's still and uh it's probably going to have uh my best features on it everything else is probably <laughs> going to get like this wonk looking face look I don't know like they're probably going to get the worst shots ever but I know the money cam is always there and I know to just always um look ahead and, and look confident that's it but I'm going to touch back on what you said about the social media thing so this is gonna come off so horrible. Uh -oh. I don't care what people, other than my coaches and people around me who want me to see me do great, I don't, I don't care what people think. That's gonna mm. sound so bad. It's gonna probably sound no, so bad. Um, no, no, I because you, that you're trusting the voices that can actually shape you, not the, not the people that yes. have nothing invested in your success. Yes, because prior to wrestling, again, I, I also am a child psychologist. I understand the mind. And um, as wrestlers, and even on this podcast, half of the people who do comment and say these things couldn't do anything that we do. They couldn't get up on live TV and do half the things they do. They probably can't even take a bump. They probably will throw their back out if they did a bump. So I appreciate the fan base. I love them because we need our fans. You know, AEW has an uh, amazing fan base. 
but I knew myself prior to wrestling, you know, and there's nobody out there that's gonna make me feel any type of way because of something this small of a window that they see. I could care less. Yeah, I could care less. Um, but as far as TV, I'm learning. I think it's best that right now with the whole pandemic going on, we don't have fans. Um, so it makes that transition that much more easier for me, even though now I have to think of all these catchphrases to say in between things. When if I had like a fan telling me to shut up, I could turn around and say something to them and it's that much easier. But um, I'm ready for the fans. Um, being on camera probably is easy for me because mm -hmm. I do love social media. So it's not that hard. The transition isn't that hard for me. Um, the hardest part is just the in-between spots, like I said. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be easier for you when we do have fans because a lot of the timing that we have does come from the fans. And uh, without the fans there, you kind of have to create your own timing and, and just feel it. And so uh, if you're doing it now, you're, le you're learning at a good pace. And so when we have fans, it's going to be even easier for you. I'm excited. And, you know, and, and the, one, the one last thing about social media, a lot, of time, a lot of times people have to realize is that the people that like you are going to say good things about you. The people that don't like you are going to say bad things about you. And a lot of times you can't change their minds anyway. Um, I want to mm -hmm. talk about how like, you are in crazy good shape. Clearly, anyone can look at you. You're an amazing athlete. you lifelong athlete. Uh, <laughs> but you also have a daughter. And so, you know, for the people out there that, you know, give some people some hope, tell us about how you were able to have a daughter. Your daughter's four? Yes. Right? So you had, you had a daughter four years ago, and, and four years later, you are, you know, men or women, uh, one of the best physical specimens in the business today. How did you do it? <laughs> like, let's give some people some hope out there. I, one, have great genetics. If you've seen my brother, he looks the exact same. Um, but also, um, I started really weight trading in college. I got in trouble a lot um, just because of the big head I had. And in basketball, when you get in trouble, what do you do? You run. And you do extra reps and you do all this kind of stuff. So I already put in my mind, okay, Jade, you just got in trouble. What are they going to make you do? They're going to make you run. All right, cool. You might as well like it. We might as well just get over it. And um, I just started liking it. And we had an amazing coach at Jacksonville University named Todd Moyer. And uh, he would try to break me. He would always try to break me. He'll say, oh, okay, all right, cool. He would literally on the leg press, sit on the leg press and say, okay, all right, now push me. After I have like three or four plates on there and I'm, I'm, I'm screaming out in pain because I think I can't do it, but he would just unlock a different door for me. So um, my lifestyle as far as working out started in college and it's something I, I fell in love with. I love the way I looked. And then after I graduated, I probably took six months off and I just felt like a piece of me was missing. And I was like, all right, like, all right, I gotta get back into it. Um, uh, it, because I'm a trainer, I can say my clients, it's more of a mental, it's way more of a mental, it's physical. And what I tell them, I'm like, okay, well, you're going to go through this, this sore point for about a week and a half, two weeks. You probably can't even sit on the toilet because your legs are in so much pain. Um, but do you really want to do this all over again? Do you really want to take another week or two off and then, okay, I want to get back in shape again. I want to get my body right. And then go back through that soreness. 
because you're probably going to quit this time. You're probably going to quit. So do you want to keep on going and, and see results? Because again, um, people look at things as instant gratification. And so do you want to, you want to work for it and earn it? And then you can brag all you want because you worked it, worked for it and you earned it. Or do you want to slack off? Say you wish you did this. And when summer rolls around, you don't have that summer body that you want. What do you want? Like, you tell me what you want. And as far as my daughter, um, when I found out I was pregnant, I was excited, but I was like, oh, I'm going to lose my body. Like this, this, this is what's going to happen. Oh my gosh. Like, oh gosh. Like I was, I was afraid. And then I was, I sat down and I was like, all right. So I just started doing a whole bunch of research. I had an amazing doctor and, um, I asked him, I said, Hey, so I'm young. I was 25. I was like, so, um, yeah, I I'm pregnant. Clearly what do I need to do? Because I'm not losing this. And he was just like, well, you've been active prior to working out. I mean, prior to being pregnant. So you'll be fine. Just do exactly what you're doing. And I would see people like Massey fit. I don't know if you know who that is on Instagram, but, uh, she was inspiring as well. And um, all I did, literally, I lift 60s now on a regular. I just lighten the load up to 40. And if mm -hmm. I had did hip thrust, um, I probably just lightened up the load 15, 20 pounds. I listened to my body. I ate well. Mm -hmm. Some people tell you to kick your feet up and relax. Um, I'm used to being active. And I, I couldn't do that. I'll go on walks and runs. And I was cleared around four weeks after I had my daughter to work out and I took things slow. Hmm. I didn't rush into it. I didn't put weights on. I just worked with my body for a second. Um, and I just told myself I was not going to lose my body. I was like, no, Jade, like this isn't happening. You're young, you're active. Um, let's just see how this turns out. Cause everybody's different. And I just happened to be the person that maintained my body throughout pregnancy. I was probably just belly the whole way. That's awesome. It's all work ethic. Like you, you yeah. are work ethic, like incarnate. I don't know if you, you got yeah. a t-shirt yet. Cause it should just say work I on do. the front and ethic on the back. <laughs> yeah. And then people are going to sit around like, what does that mean? Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we, we know, uh, we know you've got to get going. You're super busy. Uh, but we usually like to uh, play a little bit of a game if you're interested. Uh, we, mm -hmm. In this case, we would like to bring Eric on uh, to yep. tee this up. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my introduction. There. That's just yeah, pretend it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, we'll there's, just, there's sparks. See, she did it for me. fingers? See, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Spirit <laughs> fingers. Fingers. We're both we're both yeah. equally jacked and ripped. We're no. it's we're no, both equally yeah. jacked. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, see. I, I so, don't know about that. Yeah. Mm, uh, I on. do. So let's play this game. Guys, I have three news stories, two real headlines that you're not gonna believe, and one that my little old brain made up. Your job is to pick out the one, sniff it out, detective style. Which one is the made-up story? If you're following along at home, Scorpio Sky is 2 and 0, oh, even though before we started, he was like, what are the rules again? It's like, come on, man, you're beating James and you don't even know what game we're this playing. Is, this game is not science. You know I'm a man of logic. Uh, something like that. So anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rifle through three stories and then you guys are going to lock it in. Let me know which one is the fake one. Let's okay. get started. Number one, Vin Diesel to star in movie version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. 
this is the jade this is the worst game ever because you're Wait, immediately uh, like sure what? sure maybe no, sure there's two more i have my there's phone two. here i'm like Wait, i'm like should i google this no, on the side don't google, <laughs> don't, google, don't, google. <laughs> don't google don't google don't google give us the other two eric the second a man names his newborn son department of statistical communication that is the second story. Is it real? True? Is it fake? The third story. Dave Chappelle and Elon Musk partner for new cannabis strain called Half Baked on the Moon. That are those are three stories. Those are three God. stories. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Department of Statistical Communication, Half Baked on the Moon. Let me know. I have a notepad and a pencil at the ready. Those so I can should look be smart three like made up stories. So. That no, should be three no, made-up yeah. stories. No, 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 no. Two are real. Okay, one all right. is okay. fake. We have to do. I'm this gonna go with the I with mean, the Dave Chappelle Elon okay. Musk story. Is, yeah, okay. you're saying that's fake. That's fake. That's fake. Okay, God, I'm I'm gonna I'm probably gonna regret that. Okay, uh, James, how are you feeling? All what right. do you think? I that seems reasonable. Like okay. I think they like they have been hanging out. Haven't they been mm -hmm. hanging out in Austin yes. or whatever? In Austin, Texas. Yes. In Austin, oh, Texas. Man. And yeah. oh, you've got have, inside like, information. Jale oh. We have Jaleel White <laughs> is also doing you had Seth Rogan's doing selling selling pot and mm -hmm. and uh Jaleel and White Urkel. now has yeah. his purple Urkel strain. Mm -hmm. It feels like that's almost on brand mm -hmm. for both of them to do that. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. <sighs> Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I mean, Vin Diesel would sign on for that in a heartbeat. The statistical one is so crazy that I feel like it must be real. Mm -hmm, it must mm -hmm. be real. It has to be real. It has to be real. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to go. I'm going to get it lose again. Uh, I'm going to say the Vin Diesel one is fake. Okay. And Jade, which one? Jade, which one do you think is the fake story? Let's go with the Vin Diesel. Okay. Okay. I can say that the man naming his newborn son Department of Statistical Communication is a true story. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Good. I thought good. so. Okay. I thought so. Okay. People right. are crazy good. today. I knew it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was I the most say, obvious okay. one. Right, right. Isn't that what crazy? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like oh, I'm Kevin. I'm Department of mm -hmm. Statistical Communication. Like, roll call in second grade is going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, right. And gentlemen, okay. I will say Dave Chappelle and Elon Musk partnering for a new cannabis strain called Half Baked on the Moon is a fake story. Vin Diesel yeah. did indeed sign on to be, <laughs> not to be in Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Look, guys, guys, three and Vin oh? Diesel is... Three I thought he hates yes, the Rock. Three and oh. I thought he That's hates right. the Rock. That's right. Vin Diesel is a true story as well. The fake story is Dave Chappelle yep. and Elon Musk. Can you believe it? Ladies and gentlemen, that's how we play shoot games, uh, and that's how okay. we do it. Can you but believe it? Before we go, I need to get this one thing locked in, and we alluded to it earlier on this show. Uh, Jade has been trying to arrange an AEW basketball tournament. I don't know if this is yes. two on two. I would prefer like three on three, maybe even five on five. The first mm -hmm. thing I want to do is I want to put out my intentions. Jade, I want you on my team, 
or I'll be on your team. Whoever's the captain, yeah, I, was gonna I don't say, I care. Think it's the other way around. Can we confirm? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the all-star captain. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. Yeah. The, I, I just, I just play defense. That's it. Can, no, can, you have can her next to you. Know who can play basketball? Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I know. So, am I? On, am I in? Am I on your team? Yes. I, well, I'm on your team because I don't. You're the ones who told you told me about the young bucks, and I didn't know they could. We're play going basketball. all the way. Ooh. We're going. Oh, they're ballers. They're ballers. Ooh, yeah, baby. Yeah. We're going wow. all the way. We're winning this thing. We're winning this. Got- thing. <laughs> Jay, well, who else plays you. basketball? Um, it's gonna be a small tournament. I don't know. It's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna be bad. It's not gonna matter because we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna sweep the field. It's over. <laughs> there we go. It's over. You guys do it on PlayStation Five. Yeah. Do it on NBA Two K. Jay, thank you so much for doing this show. This was so much fun. Uh, for anyone out there that wants to uh, follow uh, Jade on. Uh, Instagram, I've got it up here. It's uh, Ms. underscore Cargill. That's M-S underscore C-A-R-G-I-L-L. Uh, same on Twitter? No, it's or Jade different. underscore Cargill. It's different. It's different. Okay. Somebody took my name. Jerks. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you doing this. Uh, I think it was a, a really, really good talk. Super excited to see what you're going to do in AEW and beyond because you're killing you. it. Thank you. Big things awesome. popping. Superstar potential, baby. I hope people are paying attention. You better be watching. Let's go. (laughs) Thanks, guy. (laughs) This episode of Wrestling with the Week is brought to you by Honey. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes into play. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. Uh, You get Honey on your computer for free, two easy clicks. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You just wait a few seconds as Honey searches all of the internet for the best coupon code and finds something that works for you. It'll apply it to your cart automatically. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings and supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands, even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash week. That's joinhoney.com slash W-E-E-K. So they know we sent you. Give it a try and see how much you'll save today. Thanks to Honey for supporting today's episode. Thank you so much, Jade, for that amazing interview. And if you want to check out the entire interview, make sure to listen to the audio version. She covers a bunch of stuff, a lot of her fitness strategies, things that we couldn't even comprehend um, in terms of the intensity of her approach and her work ethic. Just a a fantastic interview all around. So please, please check it out. Um, And now I want to talk about dynamite blood and guts what we saw okay uh eric are you ready for a little hot tag yes oh is that your tiny is that, bat is that a bat <laughs> it's a yeah. tiny bat <laughs> i'm look yeah. after i saw what we look we talked about it already yeah after what happened to darby allen i'm not taking any chances i'm just saying that uh i'm nervous to yeah. be a part of this program Yep. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm just making sure that I'm ready because okay. if Sting comes at me with a bat, you will I'm also prepared. have a bat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it's, what. So what's the paper what rock scissors? Movement, the- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm he, can, sure. he can come from the right. 
He can come from the left. <laughs> you can't get me from any side, Sting. <laughs> and even if they do, you know, they can't fight. So you know, as we proved See? last night. See? He keeps so. saying this I've, stuff. No, they're not, they're, they're, I've watched not really good fighting. enough wrestling to know that professional wrestlers don't have peripheral vision. Like it's like it's always so listen here i'm gonna when i see you out there i'm gonna get you and then someone comes in from about 45 degrees away from that visual point and then they get completely stopped so so that the turning isn't going to help you you will not see it that's so true man that's so true all right that's, look, yeah, that's great look guys we have a lot to talk about we got to get into it last yeah. night dynamite crazy stuff it was bloody it was gutsy it was brutal Mm -hmm. The inner circle surrenders when MJF threatens to throw Chris Jericho off the top of the cage and then does it anyway. The pinnacle reigns supreme. What's next for the inner circle? What did you think of blood and guts? Who's in on this one? Let me tag in on this one. I thought this this was a just a wild match okay because i'll say sometimes you get that many people in a ring it gets confusing and then when you had a second ring it can get even more wild this is a, a brutal match um but the thing that stood out to me is while the pinnacle may have won okay uh, so surrender on jericho's behalf it seemed obvious that it was the inner circle basically dominating the whole thing up until the essentially the last moment mjf was fleeing running away is the only reason they ended up on the top of this cage so so although it was a victory i don't know that i would if i were in the pinnacle i don't know that i would think oh we won like i would be like thank god we barely came out skin of our teeth so sky i will also tag in on this and i'm going to take a different approach taking competition aspect out of it i'm going to talk about it as a fan i thought this match completely delivered uh, it was as bloody and violent as we expected it to be, and probably a little bit more. I did not expect to see Chris Jericho get thrown off the top of that cage. That was insane. Hopefully he's okay, and big congrats to uh, MJF and his band of lions because they got the job done one way or another. That's true. That MJF said he was coming for Jericho's spot, and he was going to take it no matter what. He really took something. That was crazy. Uh, Not a dog but, spot. Man, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a liver spot. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. All right, we got to, uh, moving on next, got to talk about the AEW World Championship. It was announced Pack against Orange Cassidy next week. The winner will face Kenny Omega at double or nothing. Orange Cassidy on a hot streak. Pack actually has a victory over the champion. Who do you guys think it's going to be? How is this all going to come down? Will Kenny walk out the world champion? I will say one thing uh, about this. I'm looking forward to this match. I have seen Orange Cassidy and Pac wrestle before, and it was phenomenal. Too close to call for me. I'm tagging out. Wow. All right. I, I'll tag in on this one. I like where all of this is leading. Um, I love that you can look at someone like Orange Cassidy and think, whatever but then you see his record and it speaks for itself as you know i am a fan of records um and so he it speaks for itself but these two very different wrestlers pack is this super intense just like a, a beast just like wrestling an animal whereas orange cassidy doesn't even take his hands out of his pockets i think i think either way it goes what's most important is that kenny doesn't seem to be taking his competition very seriously 
And I think mm. that might come back to bite him in the butt. Interesting. Interesting. I will say the last time Pack and Orange Cassidy wrestled each other, I showed a lot of friends who maybe weren't wrestling fans, made a lot of fans just based on that match. Mm-hmm. But moving on, SCU defeated the Varsity Blondes, Jurassic Express, and the Acclaimed. They will get a shot at the Young Bucks next week. Will SCU walk out the AEW World Tag Team Champions or will they make good on their promise to disband if they lose? I'm tagging in on this one. Uh, obviously, this one's personal to me. I have a, a long friendship with the Young Bucks and a very long friendship with Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. And I am saying Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels because I said if this match happens, they, they don't need to be SCU. They need to be the addiction. They need to be bad influence. And I think that's what we're going to see next week when this match happens. Uh, they're going to have to dig deep to beat the best tag team of the last 30 years. Uh, and I think they're going to do it. This is everything's on the line. I think they're going to do it. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's calling your shot there, James. One word. Yes or no. Will they do it? Yes. Wow. Hey. Incredible, man. Continuity right. there. I like mm-hmm. it. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is good. We're all on the same page here. This is feeling good guys. Moving on. We have to keep rolling. Britt Baker destroys her opponent in like record time and will face Hikaru Shida. A double or nothing on May 30th. Is it Britt Baker's destiny to win? Anyone want to jump in on this one? Sky, would you like to jump in on this one? Well, I'm going to hot tag, so you won't be able to. We have seen this happen again and again, and every single week I come to the plate and I explain it to you. Statistics, okay? I'm looking at the charts. I'm looking at the rankings right now. Do you know how many wins Sheeta has? Three. Okay. Do you know how many Britt Baker has? Eight. Okay. She's winning. She's a winning contender. Okay. She's got the best record. It speaks for itself. A lot of amazingly talented women right behind her, but they're right behind her. She's coming in like a, like a train, like a steam engine. And she's going to, she's going to stomp all over this. I think, I think we're going to see a new champion. No questions asked. Record speaks for themselves. I'm a man of statistics, a man of science. Okay. Uh, are I you mean, done? Yeah, no, I am. Are, are you, are you For done? now. For now. I am done. For now. God. All right. Well, I think I think that also means that we're done with this segment. So I'm gonna have my bat here just to make sure that I'm safe, but oh no, he's here. Oh no, that oh, was no. just me. Oh, that was just <laughs> no. me. Don't worry. That got scared. I got nervous, guys. Okay. I'll, I'll Eric, it's like yeah. Bloody Mary. Eric, I don't want you to leave. Okay. I want you to stay here for this next segment. All right. Because this is, uh, I want you to, you've got uh, a take on what's going on in this next segment. And this next segment is one that I like to call, What It Do, Baby! (laughs) (laughs) The whole time, man. Oh, yeah. That's great. Beautiful. Big stuff going on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got to top this up. We got to start it off talking about season three of dark side of the ring they are bringing it you got that Mm -hmm. list up there like they've got some some heaters i do they Mm -hmm. like so dark side of the ring this is the third season and it's wild i love that they're getting into some kind of like unknown stuff a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. know about like a lot of these stories obviously it's premiering with the uh brian pillman two-parter and that is i mean man it's good it's gut-wrenching but 
a couple of the heavy hitters that we have in here. MDK all day, Nick Gage. They're going to be running running a show on him. I can't wait to see that. Collision in Korea from 95. And look, there's a few other ones in here, but the one that I think piqued both my interest and Sky's interest was XPW. Uh, wild, wild, wild yeah. stuff. Some Southern California original stuff that is like, they're bringing the heat with, mm-hmm. with this new season. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Uh, I saw the first hour of the Brian Pillman one that is on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and it's fantastic. I mean, like, it's a, I, Brian Pillman was a, a big fan, of, or I was a big fan of his uh, growing up, and I was actually talking to his son yesterday and telling him how much I enjoyed the first hour and what a big fan I was of his, of his dad, which I've never told him before. Mm-hmm. And he had his aunt who was on the special. Uh, it debuts tonight, it uh, premieres tonight, uh, the full episode, which I think is going to be uh really really interesting and anyone that uh, you know is a wrestling fan should check it out the other one besides xpw that i'm so interested in is collision in korea mm-hmm. james are you familiar with like this event no i'm not like there's honestly a lot of stuff across the ocean that i just didn't have access to growing up and and so th- i actually i was going through a wikipedia rabbit hole like a couple weeks ago just like reading about a bunch of events that took place that I never saw in organizations that I've never watched. But but please tell me more about this one. So I've had an interest in this event for years, uh, and I've been surprised that nobody was, had done anything on it. Um, I've read about it in Ric Flair's book. Uh, Scott Norton has stories about it. So basically around 1995, Antonio Inoki uh, made a deal with like New Japan and WCW to go to North Korea. <sighs> and do a wrestling event. Uh, mm-hmm. It was some two or three day event of Parade of Hope or something like that. Muhammad Ali was on the tour and there was something like 165,000 fans in the in attendance. And they don't really count that as like an attendance record in wrestling because like the fans were like made to go. It was yeah. Like North Korea. <laughs> yeah. Like Scott Norton has like crazy stories. Like he was on the phone with like, you know, you have to submit or uh, surrender your passport mm-hmm. you're not there. Uh, Scott Norton has a crazy story of like him being on the phone with his wife and he couldn't be in con- uh, communication with her too much. So his wife was like mad at him. And he was just like, you just think I'm partying over here. This place sucks. It's not like that at all. And it's like the line goes dead immediately. Oh, and a few oh, minutes no. later, security is pounding on his door and dragging him down to the basement and saying like, you can't say those things. You can't say those things. And he said he, th- he thought he was going to die. Like crazy stuff like that. Yikes. So I'm really, really excited for them to get into that one. Mm-hmm. as well as XPW, which was a yep. company that I worked for at the very end. And without getting into too much details about that, all I can say is some really crazy, deep, dark stuff mm-hmm. happened connected with XPW. And so people need to check that episode out. The whole season is great, man. I'm it's really going to be great. It. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. The FMW stuff is going to be really cool. If people are you know, are excited about that exploding barbed wire death match, you can see kind of like the impetus of that uh, through fmw and everything but man i'm just so excited for this whole season this is gonna be crazy this is gonna be wild i can't wait to watch it and talk about it some more so it's gonna be uh i'm i'm excited but i'll leave you guys to the rest because i need to make sure that i'm safe all right all right (laughs) just in case sting shows oh god no god that was all right if you if you just so you know if you if you look in the mirror after midnight and you say eric badur seven times that's what shows up (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, Terrifying. thank you, Eric. You're safe, trust me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Sting and Darby are cowards. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
Anyways, uh, you know, so we've talked a lot about me on mm -hmm. this episode, which uh, always drives the ratings. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I appreciate it. I love talking yeah. about myself. Love talking about dynamite. Love talking about things outside of AEW. Mm -hmm. But it has come time to give a little bit of attention to the other host of our show in one of the best segments on our show. We like to call this 15 Seconds with James. Ooh, I like the, do you hear the little oh, yeah. chime there? There's like, a chime. Yeah. When does the timer James, start now? <laughs> we are going to start the okay. timer in a All moment. Right. Okay. James, tell us what's going on in your world. So I was walking my dog the other day and I heard a extremely loud bang, just like a crush, and a car crashed feet away. Someone's in the car and they say, call 911. So I get out my phone and I start. That's all. And that's all the time we have. Thank you, James. That was uh, that was fantastic. What a great story. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that's a true story. I didn't make that up. <laughs> That's great. Maybe you could finish it next week. Yeah, maybe. I'll probably have moved. I'll have some other exciting thing to say by that point. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, I, I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, mm -hmm. Great episode. Uh, always good to catch up with you. Yep. Um, this is, uh, we've getting, we're getting close to the end. Um, and so we just want to let everybody know to make sure that they are following us on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, that is WWTWPOD. You can reach out to us, you can talk to us, you can bury us, whatever you want to do, mm -hmm. as well as us individually. Uh, I am at Scorpio Sky on Twitter and Instagram, Scorpio Sky Official on TikTok, boom, and then James Willems on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Reach out to us, holler at your boys, tell us about how you know interested you are in what's going on in life how great it was to see darby uh yeah tumble down boom, those boom, tumble down those stairs. send us your dreams folks we'll analyze your dreams darby uh, seemed pretty out of it and so what do you think he was dreaming about we'll figure them out uh hit us up on social media we got some fun, fun games that we have planned if you send those over um sky this has been a blast of a show fantastic show uh love this every single week but we can't go out with a whimper we got to go out with a bang isn't that right eric that's right it's time for uh the finish that's what we're doing here guys okay we, we got we got transitions we're a real no, show this guys is this wild. is the big time Music. all right this yeah this the everything everything you could ever want in a, in mm -hmm. a podcast eat your heart out rogan guys let <laughs> me know you gotta let me know look we've done one word and things like that you gotta tell me right now until we're back for next week what's one thing that you're looking forward to doing in the next week? Something you got planned, something you're looking forward to. What's the one thing that you're looking forward to over your next week? James. I got it. I, I'm okay. good. I'm good. Hot tub. Ooh, hot tub Ooh. is a good, dang, that's a good one. That is not bad. Sky, do you have something that tops hot tub? Um maybe tequila oh baby oh, oh, tequila wow. sky me, time oh tequila man. sky is coming out tonight <laughs> uh-oh dang yeah, the they said right. they said yesterday they said meet us at the bar at 8 15 i said i'll be there at 6 15 brother <laughs> wow 
Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to this episode of Wrestling with the Week. We will see you in seven days with another episode. We're talking about everything from the ring to outside the ring. Bye, everybody. Brother.